my spooky friends. This is another episode of Dairyland Frights, the paranormal podcast that covers everything spooky, creepy, and mysterious in the Midwest. And again, guys, I don't know what I am. I'm truly blessed again to have on the podcast Jen and Mondo from 305 Paranormal. Uh, to let you know, just to clarify some things, they do a live feed and they are real life paranormal investigators, which I love to have paranormal investigators on this show because they're out in the field. They're on the front line. So welcome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit about 305 Paranormal? I know you guys told me it's a live field live feed, excuse me, and you do some investigating. So tell my spooky friends what you guys are all about. All right. So us, um, we are a married couple. We go as 305 Paranormal online on all social media. We belong to a team in South Florida um, that has two different parts. It's like a South team and a North team. And that team is called War Party. And we do events with them. We host like live uh, events at different um, historical locations. So we do stuff like that. Um, also like educational things, maybe like uh, panels at libraries and like cons and stuff like that. And what we do when we go online, I mean, not when we go online, when we go investigate, we have our own private investigations and we do team investigations. So when we get evidence online, that's what we put on our social medias. And just this past, um, the beginning of the of January, the first Sunday, we started a live stream and we're going to do what we're doing is either like, you know, hanging out on, on Sundays at 7 PM on our lives on our YouTube. But we also, um, interview other paranormal investigators. I want to interview some people who written books, who make equipment, make builds and different apps and stuff like that, mm. and try to get their voices out and maybe explain what they do. Just like, how are you doing? Interviewing us. <laughs> Right, right. So I have to ask, when you guys went on your first date, were you like, so uh, do you like ghosts? (laughs) Like, how did you guys like really know about the paranormal? You know, being a married couple, obviously you have to both like it. Otherwise, it'd be kind of weird, right? (laughs) So I I grew up um, with paranormal experiences as a little girl. So I I was used to it. Like, that's what I said. Like, nothing really like bothers me for the most part it has to be really bad to be for me to feel uncomfortable Mm. um so when we decided to move in together i told him i was like you might have some random stuff happen i never really (laughs) talked about it so he was probably like okay what (laughs) yeah whatever (laughs) and i'm not too worried about it and then if something did eventually happen to him and then that that's what he was like oh Thought she had like a rodent problem or a rodent problem. Yeah, no damn rodent problem. She was like, "Please, yeah." You're like, "What?" It was what like something going? like that. But um, yeah, it ended up being something that I can say changed my life for the better. On top of marrying her, this this lovely, oh. amazing woman, and and um, and being a father, um, you know, it, it's been an awesome journey so far together, and and yeah, it's been great. Okay. Wouldn't change so, a thing. So this is what I see. You guys are in your first apartment. You just got married, right? <laughs> and like all of a sudden, the cupboards start opening. There's some disembodied voices. I mean, I'm sure you <laughs> turn to each other and go like, 
well, okay, now I understand. <laughs> I understand yeah. what you were bringing. <laughs> yeah. When he moved in, well, he had first moved in with me, like, before, we weren't even married. We were still dating at the time, right? Yeah, sure. And he would tell me, he was like, you know, your TV keeps, like, turning on and off. Oh, and I was like, but when I'm, I'm not there, I was at work. Say so we had different work schedules. And I was like, huh. I was like, I guess. I was like, I don't, I don't remember really having that happen. But it would happen to him. But I, I'm not yeah, surprised, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But maybe yeah. because it was like somebody new in the space, not just me. Yeah. So it was probably my maybe trying to mess with him or whatever. Yeah. And what he was when we had moved somewhere else, he would get he would think that he would hear me calling him. Mm. And it wasn't me. It was I don't know, maybe somebody trying to get his attention or whatever. Else, yeah. So I just told him right. I was like, just ignore it. Don't worry, I've had that since I was a kid, man. Just ignore it. Uh, don't so. don't worry about it. It's just that stupid demon again. God man. Yeah. Exactly. Me again. <laughs> stupid um, thing. And and it's then it was my first ever paranormal experience that I was like, yeah. whoa, this is tell me more. This is a real thing. Yeah, tell um, me about that. And so this is actually one of my favorite moments ever because okay. yeah, it's something you you know you watch. Um, ghost hunters or you watch mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Zach and the boys ghost adventures yeah or even my personal favorite now project fear um, oh yeah that's good. But, you know you watch these shows mm -hmm. and it's one thing you know kind of like viewing and seeing the mm -hmm. evidence that they're gathering and then it's another thing experiencing it mm -hmm. so I was waiting for Jenny to to come home from work and I'm playing PlayStation and in it was kind of like a living room area, but mm -hmm. like how I had it was a futon just mm -hmm. in case if we had like friends stay over, we can just convert it into a bed. So I had the futon and I'm playing and all of a sudden I, I start feeling a super cold, like a wall mm -hmm. right next to me on this shoulder here felt yeah. super cold. Okay. And then I start hearing the springs from the futon, like if something was sitting down, like a sure. noise, the springs kind of going down. And then the last kind of sense that gave it to me was when I looked over, I saw the impression of spirit sitting next to me. So I saw like the legs oh, and everything. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So then <laughs> automatically freaked out. I was like, yeah. all these things that she Hello? said are like replaying in my yeah, mind. Yeah, right, right. And it was just like, all right, one of two things is going to happen here. I'm going to acknowledge that you're here, mm. or I'm just going to keep playing and hope to God that you leave. Yeah, right. So I chose the latter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I would say it was maybe like 10 minutes later, but it felt like hours. And like my shoulder was super cold, even mm. like for a little while afterwards. Um, but yeah, whatever it was that sat next to me left. Yeah. I got tired did, of you and ignoring it. Did yeah. you, did you <laughs> get attention, the, damn it. <laughs> did you get the feeling it was there to harm you or there just to kind of like, I'm here and you know, it's my space kind of attitude. Um, it, it could have been. So there was several spirits in that location where we resided, but that particular one gave me more of an impression of being curious as to what I was doing because mm -hmm. I, I I'm a gamer. 
I'm not gonna beat around the bush. That's yeah, what I'd on. like to do. Um, so, like, maybe it's the impression of being curious as to why do I sit here for like an hour or two on end yeah. and just constantly entertained and like manipulating the actions of the TV screen Correct. with the remote. You know, Correct. I, I'm I'm curious as to know if that's what it was. What game were yeah. you playing? You remember? I was playing uh, NBA 2K. Uh, back at that point in time, my Miami Heat were amazing. And we we're with the LeBron James. <laughs> there you go, LeBron James. Yep. LeBron James, Chris Bosch, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne um, Wade. So I, I remember that vividly. Um, <laughs> I'm a Bucks fan, by the way. You're a Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah. It's so your time Jan. now, my friend. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, we got Jan <laughs> in his prime. Hopefully, we can win another one. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> So then it was, it was just that, like what mm -hmm. happened to me? Yeah. So then I go and, and I call up Jenny. I was like, Hey, um, what time are you coming home? And she's like, Oh, I'm still at work. You know, I, I always leave at the same time. Like I yeah, do every day. Right. And, and then I was like, Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Just call me when you're close to home. So then uh, she's close to home, and I'm like, hey, um, let's go somewhere. Let's do something. Go to Walmart. Yeah. You know what? Let's go to Walmart. <laughs> and that should have been her, like, red flag, red like, alert. What? I hate Walmart. I hate yeah. going to that place. It's jam-packed. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm this close to somebody every single yeah. time that I'm there. I can't yeah, right. breathe. Claustrophobic. I want to get out of there. Yeah. And so... I convinced her somehow to go to Walmart. No, you're not going to convince me to shop. Talk about and, a slam and, dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a target person, but hey, I you know, you. You know, yeah. I, at that point, I was just desperate to get out. I was willing to <laughs> yeah, go anywhere. Right, sure, sure. Um, so then, yeah, we walked through that threshold of, you know, the inside of the Walmart person and and you have the greeter coming up. Hey, welcome to Walmart. All right, shut up, you. This is what happened to me. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care. I'm, I don't have time for your greetings right now. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Um, so I, I ex um, essentially explained to her, like, what happened yeah. to me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, is that the reason why we're here? I was like, yes, because I, if I talk about it there, I feel like um, they're listening. They're That's what he told me. He told me, he yeah. goes, they're listening. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, right. they're listening right now. Yeah. And that, yeah. it just was like, <laughs> I'm for sure they know what you're saying right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I didn't know that that's how it worked. You know, I was just, I novice. I literally just had my first experience within an hour. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, awesome. So yeah, that was, that was my first experience. Um, and then full circle moment. Uh, yeah. Once I I joined War Party, my, my Jenny was on the team, but they officially had me on the team a little later, which I'm super thankful for them giving me that opportunity. Um, we investigated a location, and I had I was in a cold spot, and it was mm. like that was the same experience I had that night playing oh, PlayStation. Wow. Yeah. So it was that's that's one of my favorite things about being a paranormal investigator. Yeah. The more time that we're in this, we seem to have more questions than we have answers for. 
Correct. Yeah. But at that point in time, I was able to answer one of the questions I had going into it. So it was it was an amazing experience for me. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really amazing. And that's something that's now you guys were in an apartment or a house when that happened. When when that happened to him? Yes. We were renting at our friend's house. Okay. So we were uh, renting a room at our friend's house because we were saving up for our wedding at that point. And he was like, that way you guys can save up for a wedding. He goes, so we mm. rented a room downstairs. He had a yeah. two-story house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and, yeah. and it was awesome because it, it was a bedroom with a living room. Yeah. Yeah, so we had was, a big space. Yeah, we had a huge space. So the reason I mentioned that is because uh, one of the paranormal investigators I spoke to, um, he was going to someone's actually apartment, and there was this ghost of an older man who had lived in this apartment for like 30 years or something like that, right? And he wasn't trying to hurt anybody, but it was his place. Get it? You know what I'm saying? So when she yeah. would like hang hang something or move some furniture, he wouldn't like it. So he, he she would say, you know, she'd be sleeping and then all she'd smash and the picture would fall. And then she'd be like, oh, damn it. You know, I didn't hang it right, you know? And then <laughs> other weird things started to happen. Like, you know, for instance, you're a married couple. You know the way I'm married to. You know, you like things the way you like things. And he likes things the way he likes things. And then if you, if, you know, let's say he moves your pillow or you do something like that. You're like, honey, I like my pillow here. I told you that. Why'd you move my pillow? Same thing. She kept on experience. She would move something. It would move back to this spot. He'd, you know <laughs> what I mean? So she was like, all right, this is freaky. I don't know what to do. So she called one of my paranormal investigator friends to come over and they started, you know, she's a medium too. So she, she got in contact with the ghost and she's like, oh, so his name is, I can't remember, it was like George or something. And George was this cranky old guy that had died in this apartment and he didn't want anybody to mess with it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> things like that would happen where she'd be sitting on the couch and then all of a sudden an impression would happen, you know, and he wasn't there to hurt her. He was just like, this is mine. This is my apartment. You get out. And so she eventually saged it and blessed everything and and took care of everything. And then I guess he decided to move on, which doesn't always happen. Right. Yeah. Um, So Jen, you mentioned with, uh, or do you like Jen or Jenny? Yeah, Jen's fine. Okay. You mentioned when you were a (laughs) little girl. You mentioned when you were a little girl and you had some paranormal experiences. So what was that like? Was that shadows? Was that ghost? Was that what? Um, I had an an array. I think a a little bit of everything. I had the first thing that I remember were like uh, hearing my name being called. Or I would hear Mm. like. Uh, sh- like shush if I was like singing because I love music so I had like music on all the time yeah um I would hear shushes I would hear my name and I would think it was my mom calling me so I'm always like what or trying to answer yeah, right, back yeah. and then you know she's not doing any of that I would <laughs> see my bathroom light I would play outside of my porch yeah. you know on my bike or whatever and I would see mm-hmm. my bathroom light like turn on because we had a window so. oh sure and then it's only I'm an only child, so there was nobody mm. there inside the house except for me and my mom at the time, and she's always in the kitchen. I can so the door we had like a screen porch, and I can see right 
through from the all I had to go was from the porch looked like that and I can see right through the kitchen. I can see her there washing dishes and I'm like looking sure. at the bathroom light and it's like on, off, on. And I hated going into, there was, so that bathroom was a Jack and Jill bathroom. So it was my bedroom, bathroom and a, like a guest bedroom or a spare bedroom. Yeah. I hated that bedroom. I did not like the feeling in there at all. Like I couldn't stand it. Okay. That's the one thing I remember vividly from being little in that house. That was in a trailer, actually. Um, and I didn't like that bathroom. And the bathroom, that, so since that was my bathroom, I would hear, like, when I was taking a shower, I would hear, like, people talking, like, mm. like a, some type of, like, weird whisper. And, or I would see, like, like some movement with the curtain. And eventually, I, I started, like, not taking a shower there. And I would go to my parents' bathroom because I just couldn't stand being there. Sure. And um, I had also... My mom says now, when I was an adult, because I used to beg her to come sleep with me, that sometimes she would feel, well, I would feel the impressions, like somebody mm. sit next to me. I didn't know what that was. That That's probably the one thing that made me the most curious. Because mm. I remember one time actually looking down and like just staring at the, you know, next to me on the bed. And I'm just like, yeah. what the hell is that? Because I yeah. felt it and I looked right at it. And I almost felt yeah. it go up, and I was like, hmm. huh. and I touched it, you yeah. know, I touched the bed, but I'm, I'm young, you know, I don't know what's going on there. Right. But I, d- I remember that. I had a lot of that. Um, she said she would feel my, my bed move when oh. I was, like, we were sleeping. Okay. Uh, I guess that freaked her out. She didn't, she didn't yeah. like that too much. But she didn't tell me anything until I was, like, an adult. I asked her oh. about it. She was yeah. like, yeah, you know, the bed was shaking. You didn't feel that? I'm like, no, that's terrifying. Like, why didn't you tell me this <laughs> Um, so numerous things. I, when I played, I, again, since I'm only child, I'll play like toys in my closet and on the mm-hmm. floor, all over the place in my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would feel like something kind of like messing with me, with me playing with the toys. I had yeah. my dad one time brought in a rocking chair mm-hmm. off oh, the side boy. of the road, I guess. He, yeah. And one yeah. that he put it in my room because like I said, I used to like my mom to come sleep with me or she would like uh, rub my head at night before going to bed. This was like a nightly routine. Yeah, yeah. So one day she went inside the, the my room for me getting ready to bed, going to bed. I was already in bed and she turned on the closet light and she's like, okay, I'm going to be back. So she used to like iron every night watching TV and the lights are off. Huh? So I'm just there trying to relax and go to sleep. And I thought she had came back in, you know, sat in that chair and was just doing this but didn't didn't say anything she just stayed quiet got up and left and then i was like okay she's done so i just tried to fall asleep again and then again she comes back in like a couple minutes later comes in sits down does the same thing and i was like oh what happened and she's like what are you talking about what happened i was like no you were just here you left and she was like no i wasn't here i was like i came here to turn on your light and then uh she but she was doing telling me this while like rubbing my hair, right? Yeah, yeah. And I had grabbed her hand and I told mm-hmm. her, I was like, where are your nails? Because I remember the first person that did that had nails. Like I felt like scrape, oh, you know, wow, like the fingertips yeah. were also like, um, like nails. Mm-hmm. So after that, I guess that freaked her out enough. When I went to school the next day, that chair was gone. I don't know, my dad threw it back out on the side of the road somewhere. I have no idea. 
So don't ever pick up stuff on the side of the road. I, no, do big no that. for me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you are a brave young girl. I would have been out and screaming and in between my mom and my dad sleeping. Oh, I jumped out of the bed. I yeah, was like dragging yeah, that yeah, chair. Yeah. My yeah. freaking seven year old self dragging that big ass chair out of the room. <laughs> 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 it was a couple That's weird it. things. Yeah. Awesome. So let's get to some of your paranormal investigations. Let's start with do you guys remember a really like creepy investigation? And if you could, you know, share that with my spooky friend. What's your previous? Well, it can be a... anything. It can be anything, you know? Someone touched um, you, just felt weird, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, uh, so typically when we do investigate, um, like in a team setting, we yeah. will kind of like branch off. And, and investigate with our fellow uh, team member. His name's Joe. Okay. And we were, we kind of like separated just to see what we would get. And we ended up doing uh, kind of like an EVP session. And and um, Jenny and Joe, they were kind of trying to tap in um, just to, to speak with spirit and see if they can visualize anything. Um, or hear anything, and I was using my my digital recorders. Um, the ones that I use are Panasonic DR60s. Um, okay. I use two on different settings just to see, you know, depending if I'm able to get an EVP or electronic voice phenomena mm -hmm. uh, recording on a recorder. Typically, if I'm able to get something on both recorders, then mm -hmm. I know that I've gotten it. I've got, yeah, I've truly sure. got something there. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a point in time where we're really in into the investigation. It's kind of like a round tur uh, table and the three of us are kind of like sitting mm -hmm. in a U shape and <clears throat> then, oh, by the way, not to sudden, interrupt you, not to interrupt you. Where was this? Were you guys doing a building? Were you guys doing a house? Were you doing? What yeah, I had doing? to like think. I was like, "Where is he talking about?" I already, I figured out where he was talking about. Already. This is <laughs> um, this is a building in in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, okay, the three hundred five and three hundred five Paranormal. We're out of uh, Miami. Miami, Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, but in this particular story, we were investigating in uh, it's a location called the New River Inn. What makes this uh, location, this particular building, um, historical is because it was a, a former uh, war wives, um, oh. kind of like a like a housing for war wives while their yeah. husbands were away. Yeah. Um. So, what we ended up getting was, we ended up getting in the recorders. Um. What I I didn't understand what it was, but Joe he's. I, I call him like an encyclopedia. He knows a bunch of things. Um, so the word consumption came up. Hmm. Uh, and it was it was pretty much like having to do with not being able to breathe, eh, like lung in issues. But the reason why that came up is um, so what happened, what we were experiencing each Oh. No, that happened right before each one of us experienced the consumption thing. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was that. So then, it pretty much what ended up happening to you, you had like a splitting headache, right? Oh, no, I just felt else. like super dry. 
like my mouth was really I started getting yeah. like really dry like out, like uh, like almost dehydrated. Yeah. Joe was the one then that had like the splitting headache and I had like an uncontrollable cough. cough. He couldn't stop coughing. Like, I was crying from how much I was coughing and yeah. I had to like run out of the building. Sure. But that story was so weird because all three of us experienced something oh, wow. um, together, you know? So that, that to me is one of the ones yeah. where. Yeah. That, I mean, as many times as we investigated, not, I've never, that's never been something that's ever happened where all three of us get like a symptom of what the person who was First communicating time. with us. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Basically was going through. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and so Joel had asked, he was like, what? Because we, we figured out, right, you died here from what or what happened, like a disease mm-hmm, or something? And it mm-hmm. said consumption. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is that? Wow, so I Googled it and he was that. like, oh, that's like, uh, you know, like say if a person had like tuberculosis, something like, like yeah, that. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and is this just for the added, like, the yeah. n- nail in the, in the, <laughs> in the coffin? We have the, a device, it's called the Obulus uh, 5. Essentially, what that is, is it's a word bank. It's a Webster's Dictionary, if you will. Spirit uses their energy to be able to pull out words to be able to communicate with us. Hmm. Right a a little after that happened, the word consumption came out in the obvious. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard of those. I've never seen that word come out. I actually still haven't since. Since. There's a lot of words that come out there, and I was like, what is I don't even know what they are, you know? And I I have to, like, look it up. Yeah, it's really weird. I love that. So, is this building abandoned, or is this building no, present? No, it's a museum now. Yeah, it's a museum. Oh, it's a museum. And, yeah, when we investigated, oh, it's it's, yeah. always, it's been a museum. Mm-hmm. And, and you and guys have, have art galleries on top. Oh, nice. Now, you guys are familiar. I'm I'm guessing is remember what with energy, it, it's never. It's always a doesn't like dissipate right it just doesn't go away energy doesn't go away so any energy negative or positive goes into maybe an object a you know who knows right so i think that's really interesting especially museums are extremely haunted because you know it's full of murder and death and (laughs) terrible things i mean you know 90 percent of the things in a museum is basically there because someone killed another person for it or someone died or right and it's crazy mm-hmm. that's awesome uh, on the that, second floor because that was on the mm. first floor so that museum is three that building three is three floors. floors yeah yeah the second floor is the whole museum part mm-hmm. the third floor it's uh art gallery offices that mm. you know some artists use and they rent out a space and that's where they have their office out there and stuff like yeah. that so on the second floor there's a lot of artifacts native artifacts um pioneer artifacts they're the family whose house is on that property also yeah uh cromarty house the the cromarty's mm-hmm. the cromarty so they have um some of their history and stuff in there too mm-hmm. and that they wow. are one of the pioneer people in in broward county so. right it's right and, off of the new river well new river yeah and that's where yeah is it not some was it or Stem Seminoles were were there. Yeah. Um, oh, and then oh also, so yeah. that location, like Janine was telling you, there's three uh, places in there. So it's the New River Inn, the Cromarty House, and right behind the Cromarty House, uh, because the the wife, uh, Miss Cromarty, 
she was also a teacher. Um, so mm-hmm. they had a not not a, a the real schoolhouse. They had a replica one of how it would have been during the time that she was a school teacher. Uh, a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that is amazing. Yeah, that I love that. That just sounds like an amazing experience, especially if you have something right. And, and mm-hmm. the thing is, people don't understand. And other paranormal investigators who will be on the show, I'm sure you'll say the same thing. It's not like you walk into a building and immediately something happens, right? It's like no. it can take hours or maybe you don't get anything. Make days, weeks, yeah. you know? It's just, oh, you know, and that's what's so cool when you get something, right? You're like, oh, that's so amazing. Um, yeah. Have you guys ever had a issue with a spirit following you home? Oh, yes. Okay. This one right here. here. Oh no, guess, not Mondo again. This going to be all about me. Huh? Whoa, <laughs> this guy right here. The spotlight. Um, <laughs> so so John, I I'll, I'll definitely talk about this topic, but I just jumping into what you just said. Um yeah. I kind of blame the the society that we kind of like live in now. It's kind of like a instant gratification, yes. you know, microwave popcorn society. A, you know, all right, I'm here. I'm watching uh, this show. It's an hour long. I know I'm going to get evidence every like five to 10 minutes. It's not really like that, guys. Like Ghost Adventures, everybody loves Ghost Adventures. They're typically there a whole weekend. Yeah. One, one day is dedicated to them gathering uh, evidence on, or not evidence, excuse me, gathering the history uh, or historical information about the location they're investigating yeah and the other part of that first day is all interviews they're trying to get interviews from different people's perspectives that have had a history or something happened to them in that location then the other two nights is investigating and then you know coming up with the evidence and showing to the the person that runs the location something like that so yeah you get that gratification of seeing it in an hour and seeing all the evidence that they gathered but it took them a whole weekend to get that so Mm -hmm. i tell folks the people that are our guests that come with us to investigate our locations and things like that i would kind of equate paranormal investigating to fishing no sure when you go fishing it's Mm -hmm. it's all about the experience of kind of getting out of reality and hanging out with your friends maybe getting on a boat and talking and just having a good time or or fishing off of a pier or something like that you're just trying to get away Mm -hmm. you catching the fish is the extras the icing on the cake or the cherry on top if you will that's how we perceive it my my wife and i you know we have our kids we have our jobs well when we go and investigate we fully focus on that and we don't bring any of the other stuff in that's our escape Mm. and you know just being able to hang out with each other or our friends that's the amazing part now we're able to get a really good evp or an amazing experience caught on camera or just the story that we, we can tell you just like i've told you a few already yeah that's amazing to us and we'll take it. We're happy. Um, okay. So now that, now that I, now we're back on the road again. Um, so I've actually had two times where something has followed me home. Oh, wow. No, well, one followed you home and the other one, if you're talking about, um, 
Guilt pressure, that's an attachment. Okay, so one time that I was followed. From- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yes, I had, I had an official uh, ruling. I had an attachment as well. Um, but there was one location that we were, Jenny wasn't with me um, at that time. And um, my team kind of needed help and they were asking for, for an event. Yeah. And, and I told them I can get there, uh, but it's, I'm pretty much going to get there as soon as the event starts. Cause I'm getting out of work. Um, so we go in and we investigate, we had an amazing time and I go on and I leave, uh, you know, I don't hang out with the team like we typically do. I just wanted to get straight home to, to Jenny. Yeah. So I'm leaving and I get to the first stop sign. And I'm calling Jenny. Hey, everything went well. Um, I'm leaving the location now. I'll, you know, it's going to take me like an hour to get home. And I'm telling her and I'm like, something weird is happening. Hmm. And what it was, was I didn't see light anymore. I just saw constant dark light, dark light, dark light. And then when I was finally able to focus, it was what appeared to be either one or several shadow figures running circles oh. around my car. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I don't know if it was one and it was just going super fast yeah. or maybe yeah, yeah, if there yeah. was several. I, I can't tell you, but I was able to mm-hmm. see because and and I can tell though the 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 best way I can describe it, if anybody's played video games and they know who Mr. Game and Watch is, it's kind of like that black um you know, the circle stick figure type of, of being, but when it would uh like move, it would kind of like have his arms like kind of like I don't know, like that. But like yeah, it sure. would move like that. It wouldn't like move its arms or whatever. It's just going in like that. So when I see shadow figures, it looks just like that. Right. Um huh. and then so I'm telling her, hey, this is what's going on. She tells me all right, just stay with me on the phone. Yeah. So I get off of the of the freeway and I had to like pump the brakes because I thought somebody was running across the exit. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't a person. It was a it was a shadow figure. Yeah, you couldn't find it. Okay. It was a shadow figure, and it was it was again running the same kind of yeah. way. It, but it wasn't running. It's like it stays stuck in that position, and it looks like it's gliding, if you will. Hmm. Um. So then, yeah, I, I tell her that that happened to me. She's like, when you get home, don't come home. Go like maybe half a block away. I'll meet you and we're going to do a cleansing. We Smart. said our prayers, said the cleansing. Smart. Um, I did a, yeah. a, Let it go somewhere else. a, a <laughs> sea salt bath. Go to Walmart. Yeah, it's, go to Walmart and do some cleansing. Get somebody like you're a greeter. I'm sorry for you greeters out there. I I, I know you're paying. You're, you're talking about the just, greeters. They don't, they don't even have that anymore. Don't, don't I'm gonna get, get a bunch class. of emails. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It, and I did my sea salt bath, said my prayers, and right. poof, gone. Smart. Mm-hmm. So, so my last question before we get to the topic, Jen, I'm going to ask you since Mundo's been taking all the episode. <laughs> he loves has to talk. any has anyone ever come to you and said, 
hey, I'm really, really scared. I think there's something in my house, and I think it's hurting our children or hurting me or my dad or whatever. Has anybody ever come to you and asked for your help? Yes. I've okay. had several people come, and they'll ask me, you know, they'll just private message me and t- telling me, like, what experiences they have, either, for example, like sleep paralysis or seeing what they think maybe somebody messing with their kids. Um, and they don't, they don't know what is happening. And some of these people are, are investigators, but th- maybe they don't know how to like properly cleanse or what to do. Or, you know, even me, right. if I had a stomach, I'm just going to ask for help also, you know, what am I doing wrong or not doing right? And a lot of people, a lot of people that what I've come to find out, you know, I like to say something bef- after I leave or before I leave a location, just to make sure I remove any attachments or mm-hmm. any spirits that want to like hitchhike home and stuff like that. A lot of people don't do that. Or a lot of people right. don't even think maybe it's attached to the equipment themselves. Mm-hmm. If it's getting a lot of um, activity and what if you're bringing that back? So every once in a while, I like to, to cleanse the equipment. And especially if I just feel like a certain way, I will mm-hmm. do a real big cleanse. Um, I cleanse my house a lot, but a lot of people, yeah, they, they do come and ask me and, I try to give them what I do myself because it okay. works for me. I'm not saying that yeah. it works for everybody, but yeah. I've gotten good results. So I try to share that as much as I, you know, as I can. And yeah. people tell me they're like, I haven't had anything happen or Great. it's quiet now. And I'm like, yeah. okay. if it works, it works. But you got to, you... you got to be consistent. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and for me, intention is everything. Like Thank if you're going to say any prayer or any, any, you know, mantra, whatever you want to say after you finish an investigation, like mean it. You, that's, that is the main thing. You have to mean it. You yeah. know, intention now, is key. Now, speaking of that, you guys know this as well as anybody is you don't want to antagonize the ghost. So you don't want to be, listen, you son of a bitch. Ah, blah, yeah, you know, just, just go at that. You, you want to be, like you said, like you with probably your kids, right? Like I have kids, they're older now, thank God. But, <laughs> but when, you know, when they were bad, you'd be like, no, you, you don't do that right now. Yeah. What did, right. That's kind yeah, of way yeah. you talk to a ghost. Would you agree with that or not? Well, not only do we agree with it, we have a, a good story to tell you in regards awesome. to more proof of that. Okay. So respect, respect, respect is key respect, yeah. for the living and for the dead. Um, yes, absolutely. So just for folks, if you, if you want to kind of like be able to visualize, um, if you want to watch, it's on Ghost Adventures Season 1, Episode 4. Uh, the location is called the Riddle House. We actually have that location within an uh, about a under two, um, uh, two hour drive from us where we live. Oh. Um, so that location is is home to a spirit named Joseph. And it just seems like everybody's go-to is the whole bullying, antagonizing routine. Um, I, we don't, we don't believe in that. Uh, some of our, our team members as well, they don't believe in that as well. He, he hung himself in the attic of that house. He hung himself there because of the fact that he was uh, blamed for a robbery of money that he did not do. 
Um, and I just know he didn't do it because having communications with him through EVP, I do believe him. And he's been known to only scream at people because of their way of coming towards him. Sure. We just decided to, hey, um, we're, I'm going to investigate this uh, house with the guests by myself uh, yeah. because it was just a, a day that Jenny had to go to another location in that. That location is called Yesteryear Village, has multiple houses in one kind of like village to go and investigate. I'll take the guests into the riddle by myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try just being myself, just being respectful, being courteous, yeah. and just see where it goes from there. Yeah. That was the most interaction that anybody has had with Joseph without him saying get the out. F word nice. or yeah. get out yeah. or screaming. Oh, very and good. Jenny could even attest to it because there was a, a point in time that we had a break. She came in to check on me. Yeah. She heard the the EVPs where Joseph is is you know being courteous back to me, and I'm like, hey Joseph, um, can you say hi to Jenny for me? And and then he he responded by saying hello. Yeah. So <laughs> like, you know now he re- now it's like on command. Like I'm like, hey Joseph, or is that he'll. He'll come say hi. I've so that's a living museum that yes, your village, and they have multiple historical buildings. So I've gone to other buildings and then try to communicate with him, and he'll come through. Hey Joseph, I know maybe if you can hear me out there, uh, can you come say hi to me over here? Wow! And then he'll come back on the thing, and says hi. Hi. Like, All right. Hello. Go back. Go and back to your place. <laughs> the, the cool thing. So when she came to check on on me. She had uh, the XLS camera that we had just uh, had just got. Oh, the XLS is a. Uh, it's kind of like the SLS, which is if you've seen it on on uh, shows, it's like the stick figure thing with the uses the Xbox. Connect. Right. Yeah. Connect. Liner thingy. Um. So I was testing that out, and I was like, "Hey, Joseph, hey, I want to see if I can see you on here, so I can probably see you in a stick figure form." I just I talk to spirit like I talk to like anybody, you know. I'm mm-hmm. talking like a regular conversation. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, "I can see you in a stick figure form, or you can in this machine that I have here. I can possibly see you if you come out as an orb or a ball or something. I would or I, mm. or a shadow. I would be able to pick that up." That one particularly yeah. actually picks shadows and orbs and stuff like that, up, mm-hmm. like anom- anomalies. Yeah. So I was like, on a count of three, try to see if you can come out for me, and I'll just be recording in this one corner. Show up in front of my in front of my camera so I can see you. Yeah. If you see if you come out, and if you do come out, I'm gonna have. I'm, I was recording it with my phone, the screen. I was yeah. like, and if you do come out, I'll play it back so I can show you what you came out like, what you look like on here. Oh yeah. So sure enough, oh. like. I said three, and I'm like, a, not even a, not even two seconds later, like you see like a ball like come out in front, and I was like, oh sh- shit, he came out, and he's just sitting there at the kitchen <laughs> table, and I, so I stopped it, and I was like, all right, Joseph, yeah. I was like, you did me a favor, I was like, here, I'm gonna show you what you look like, so I just like I'm holding the phone like yeah, just right, to right. nothing, but looking at it, I was like, came out like a ball, like a ball, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh so, wow, yeah, he that's amazing. Of, he came out of what was kind of like a pot. So here's the pot. Let's say he came. No, he came on straight in front like a lamp. Yeah, there's a whole bunch like, of stuff. It's a kitchen. He came no, out and then like that, that direction. Yeah. Oh wow! Really neat. Yeah, I'll really definitely neat. have to check that out. That is awesome. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is awesome. So I have a fun thing. I think both of you would want to check. I know you're from 
Miami. This might be a little bit of a hike for you <laughs> to drive here or to fly, but I think you might want to check this house with your team. So here's a little teaser for you guys. Uh, it's actually been on television a number of times. Uh, there's a number mm -hmm. of stories about it. Tales of violent apparitions, curses, ley lines, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Burial grounds. It's called one of the most haunted houses in the world. This house has been gaining a reputation as one of America's terrifying places. And what I'm talking hmm. about is the Bel Air House in Ohio. Okay? And I'll get to the history and stuff, and you guys will be amazed at this. But first, I got to do my sources. So one of the things uh, I always share with my everyone, so you can check this out too, so you don't have to be like, oh, you know, what's this all about? <laughs> so, so really the detail behind the unexplained happenings um, is one of the links I go to, the Beacon Journal. So they actually had uh, talks about it. Believe it or not, you guys know Unsolved Mysteries, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's been on that. And also bumpinthenight.com. So let's get right into the history, shall we? So the location of the Bel Air house has a long history in the region. Before the arrival, and this is crazy when you hear this, before the arrival of white settlers, several Native American tribes occupied the region, including, uh, hopefully, uh, my Native American friends out there don't. I'm a mush mouth, so if I screw this up, the Mingo, the Shawnee, and Delaware, all of them left a mark behind on the area before being pushed out. Yes, we're not the nicest people. I'm sorry. Uh, don't blame me. I didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, out of their treaties in the 1700s. So a young George Washington, yes, that George Washington, our first president, explored and surveyed the lands in the Ohio River Valley before the Revolutionary War. The ownership of the local lands changed many times over the years, but John Rodifer, uh, village, uh, he had this village in 1834, they surveyed these acres, and what is today 27th Street uh, is now Belmont Street. They call it the Bel Air House after the Davis's former home in Maryland. Soon after, settlers began to buy lots and town began to grow. So in other words, a bunch of white guys pushed out the Native Americans like we always do and say, this is ours. Again, don't blame me. I didn't do it, people. None of my relatives did it. I checked. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, thanks to, and me. <laughs> yeah, they came here in the 18, 1900s, so they had nothing to do with it. They're in Iowa, so don't blame me. Uh, but then again, I didn't know what they did in Iowa, so maybe I don't know. Um, thanks to the location of the Ohio River and the construction of the Central Ohio Rail uh, Railway, the town grew rapidly. So this town, um, you know, was kind of the small town, same, same old thing you've heard a million times. Um, the town of Bel Air uh, grew very, very uh, fast, very quickly. Now, they had a toll bridge, which I thought is really interesting, but it is now abandoned and closed. And what famous movie filmed in this house and around this area? Silence of the Lambs. If you've seen it, you know, 1991, that was filmed around in that area. Now, I don't think they used the Bel Air house. They used a house in the Ohio area. So, this is crazy. This is the first crazy thing. 
The Bel Air house sits atop was once known as coal mine number one, owned by jo- Jacob Harrington, who operated most of the coal mines in the area. So this is this is the first problem, okay? When uh, Harrington died, he left the land and his house to his daughter, Eliza, and his son, Edward. And again, it's the 1800s. If you know anything about the 1800s, everything crappy has <laughs> the 1800s. People die all the time. It's like if you had a family of six, it's not for long because <laughs> they're probably <laughs> going to be dead by the end of the 1900s. Uh, not long after, though, of course, Eliza died in the house, leaving Edwin, Edwin heartbroken, obsessed and this is where it goes bad. You guys know this. Obsessed with the idea, Edwin, of contacting his sister on the other side, he turned to spiritualism and began to use mediums to try to reach Eliza. It is rumored that Edwin's fascination with the spirit world and the occult has left the house vulnerable to paranormal event so you guys want to kind of bring that up (laughs) like people who try to reach out to the paranormal and try to use ouija boards other things that maybe they don't know what they're doing usually leads to bad things right of course (laughs) maybe not bad per se depending on what comes through but you're definitely opening up a doorway portal some type of vortex for that revolving door of anybody coming in now at that point and then you said there were natives there too so Mm -hmm. um a lot of lands everywhere that had a lot of uh native settlers and they had their communities there and they were pushed out that kind of leaves a lot of places have like negative um hauntings and stuff like that because of maybe the the natives being treated so negatively or killed there, or something like that, and you leave that bad print imprint on that land, so that could be a big thing too. And they they can also use that doorway of um, seances and you know whatever they're doing. Um, yeah, mainly mainly seances with the with the Ouija boards and trying to communicate with the dead back then. I'm pretty sure they weren't. I don't know if they were closing closing out the session correctly. They were probably yeah. just like. I can imagine they'll freak uh, out and then just like run out and leave and then you just leave it open. You know, you're not that's doing anything. That's a common mistake that folks make when they do Ouija boards. If you're not going to use it correctly, or any, don't use it. Not only that, yeah. but any session. Like if I'm yeah. doing a an SB session, which is like the using the radio, the spirit box, the spirit box, yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm and I'm doing a session like that. I always, all right, thank you for communicating with me. Uh, I'm going to leave now. Can you say goodbye? And I'll yeah. wait for a say goodbye. I'm like I'm closing out. I I say. Mm-hmm. You know, initiate. I try to close out everything. Yeah, I'm probably the most like safest person to be around. I don't know. <laughs> I love that, Jen, because that again, people. You know, you may think you're having fun. You get your friends together. You get a Ouija board. You get a session together, and you may think you're having fun. And maybe you're a skeptic, right? Maybe you don't believe in the paranormal. Maybe you think this is all a big joke. But just let you know, there's enough evidence, in my opinion, out there to show it is. So the main thing is, it's like fire, right? 
don't mess with fire if you don't know what you're doing with it, right? Yeah. If you're sitting there trying to do something, whether it's grilling out or freaking, you know, just having like a little fire at a campsite and you don't know what you're doing, what do you think is going to happen, right? It's the same thing. You're playing with fire. So a little safety note to all my spooky friends out there. If you're trying to do something, make sure you close it, your Ouija board, say goodbye on the Ouija board. And then maybe you want to have someone sage or you want to do something to kind of remove the negative energy in that room. Otherwise, there's going to be problems. And here come the first problem. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> many people believe the house also rests on a ley line. Okay. Ley lines are one of the paranormal energy centers and crosses the earth. These type of lines were suggested by Alfred Watkins in 1925 while researching the alignment of Asian ancient sites it is believed that these to be marked the lines of earth energy around the globe so uh you guys familiar with ley lines and have you yeah. ever run into that um yes and there's some places here i want to say what is the place that we were we were to say casadega Oh, I, yes. I, I think I, I, I was trying to think. There was a place the, that we had been to that has like some ley line running across from it, and it's Casadega. It and guess what? If I want to say, I want to say it's there. I'm pretty sure it's there. That place is the spiritualist it's camp cap, of the world. Capital of the world. Capital oh, of the world. Nice. So that's here in uh, Northern Florida. Wow. And there, I know for sure because I ran into one. Coincidentally, going to a bathroom in the hotel there, Casadega Hotel. Mm -hmm. It's it's a mm -hmm. historical hotel. Yeah, yeah. I was going to the bathroom and I felt like I walked into like a. It's so crazy. It actually happened a, a lot of a numerous different spots in that town. Yeah. That town has a lot of, mm -hmm. I want to say, little vortexes. Mm -hmm. And the right. first one in the hotel, I I feel like I ran into like a a portal of some sort. Like I got got like disoriented real quick, and I was like, wow, fuck, yeah. weird. Like I felt like I walked into something, going yeah. towards the bathroom, and I. It was just me. I didn't say anything. I came out and I told he was waiting for us in the front in the lobby with our mm -hmm. friend of mine. I was like, Joe, the same Joe, guy. my our friend Joe. And then he had went to the bathroom behind me, but I didn't know. And I had walked out and then he ended up yep. walking out after. And I was already telling him, I was like, I feel like I just walked into like some weird wall or something like that. And oh, then Joe man. was like, did you go into the bathroom? Did you feel something weird? I was like, oh, you felt it too. <laughs> but so the people in the hotel were like, yeah, there's like a there's like a portal over there in the back yeah. corner. I was like, damn, that's weird. But that town has that on there. So yeah, definitely. So more spontaneous or more active paranormal stuff in places wow. like that. They have yeah, so th that's really interesting. So if you combine the coal mines, the possible spirit portals opened by Edwin, way to go, Edwin, and ley yeah. lines with a nearby Oh, I forgot the Native American burial site that's near there. I forgot that. And mm. it's no wonder that so many people believe this house is haunted by supernatural forces. Okay, so here's some of the things, the paranormal history and some of the events, okay? So the Bel Air house began gaining in its sinister reputation while abandoned for many years. So there's your first thing. Right. It's been abandoned for many years. There's no love in the house. There's no right. You know, when you're a family, you bring love in the house and, you know, it's part of your house. Right. But when it's just been sitting there, just getting all that negative energy and everything, right. who knows? Right. Neighbors and curiosity seekers claim they saw figures in the house. So, oh, man, this is great. 
peering out the windows, even though it was closed and locked up. Many people blamed the activity on trespassers, but when current owner Kristen Lee moved in, she quickly began to realize, well, what was happening was not the work of pranksters or neighborhood children. Okay? So when they started moving in, uh, Lee and her family was plagued by bad luck, oppressive feelings, and violent paranormal activity that included the family dog, hey, leave the dog alone, being thrown <laughs> against the wall. So they would see wow. the dog being picked up and tossed against the wall. Like oh, sparky. Yeah. And, and Kristen being held, this is really scary, Kristen being held down on the bed. So they would go in, and you can see this on any, many, many YouTube videos and whatever else out there, you check it out, where they would go in and they, she couldn't get up. Like, she was forced to the back, and people would try to help her, couldn't move her, couldn't budge her. Then one night, she even saw a gray apparition lean down over her while she was laying on the couch. Oh, my gosh. Startled, she demanded to know who the man was that she saw, but he merely turned and walked away slowly fading away as he went. So could you imagine that? Mundo, yeah. you're playing your video game, you're playing your NBA to whatever K, 4K, whatever it is now, and just some guy leans in and just gets right close up to your face. Dang. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this, uh, this journey that I'm in may have uh, ended differently. <laughs> <laughs> So the physical attack on Kristen was the last straw for the beleaguered family. But to their dismay, getting away from the house, we were just kind of talking about this, getting away from the house was not as easy as simply moving out. Lee first tried renting the house out to unsuspecting families. Lee! (laughs) Oh, by the way, there's nothing wrong with this house. No demons, no evil. You're okay. You're fine. Wait a minute. Is this about demons? Demons? You said something about demons. No. No. That's just fables. Not not cool, Lee. Um, (laughs) So she, this is great. So she basically said, hey, I'm renting out this house. Hoping that the tenants would be like, oh, sure, whatever. I'll just deal with it. But tenants never stayed for more than a few months before moving out. So nobody stayed maybe maybe two or three months and then they moved out because she didn't tell them you know hey by the way I'm, you know there's some scary crap in here and look out a bunch of dudes running around trying to do whatever uh ghosts and demons uh <laughs> they also experienced bad luck had frightening encounters and fled so everyone who's been in this house everybody has had a bad experience which is very rare right usually when you go into um a haunted home, there's some people go, nothing happened. And you're like, really? But the other person, right, something happened, you know? So, story C, there allegedly was one family that saw six deaths among their relatives while living in that house. And, of course, they laughed. So, the story behind this is really quickly is these people moved into the house and then, like, Uncle Joe died. 
Okay. And then like Aunt Mary died. And then, but not like literally one after another, but like within a few months, their relatives mm-hmm. just start dying off left after. And they didn't even live in the house. They, they just, after it's just happened over and over again, the people who lived in the house, either one felt oppressive feelings, felt depressed. Some people even said they had suicidal thoughts. And also there were some people who had murderous thoughts who wanted to kill their wife, wanted to kill their kids, wanted to kill themselves, wanted to kill, just, they would get in there. And I don't know if you guys have heard this before. Uh, it maybe you had a case like this, is where the husband would, or wife would be in the house and then they'd be really like, I don't know, either a real bitch or a real dickhead, right? And you'd be like, what the hell? What's going on? And then they'd be mm-hmm. out of the house and they'd be all sweet again and they'd be fine. Yeah. Have you ever guys mm-hmm. heard anything like that where people have said, yeah, my husband, he, he's in that house and he's just, just a total jerk. But then when well, we're out, yeah. you know. Yeah, I've actually ahead. experienced that um, oh, okay. growing up. So in the house where, where I grew up as a, as a child, um, I kind of felt like looking back, this is me, my own thought, looking back at my childhood. I think that happened to my parents. Like mm. when we moved from that house, my dad completely different. He was really like, like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, but I prefer to be with my dad than my mom because my mom was like all over the place also, and they were just all. I grew up watching them fight, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about throwing stuff at each other, oh, boy. screaming all the time. That's how I grew up. So I was very used to that. And when they moved out of that environment, when I tell you night and day, like I always think about that. I was like, I think there was something there because it was messing with me. And then I feel like it was manipulating them big time. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. Uh, I just found that super interesting because I've heard of a lot of cases like that. So after years of stress, (laughs) yeah, okay. Like she so imagine this. She can't sell the house. She can't get rid of the house. She can't, she's paying mortgage on it, by the way. So she's paying two mortgages, right? So she, she can't get rid of it. So this is what she does. And this is great. She offers the village to buy the house for the great sum of one dollar. <laughs> so she says, here, village, you can have it. I'll sell it to you for a buck and hoping to get rid of the mansion and the mortgage. Like I said, once for all, but no one wanted it. Nobody. The stories about the house were so well known in the community that they believed it to be unsafe to live in it. Now, here's my question to a married couple. I got a house. I'm selling it for a dollar. Come on. <laughs> you going to buy my house? Um, <laughs> I'm not buy it. I don't know. I'm, I'm turning that into a tourist trap. Yeah, I'm going to do something. It's going to be an attraction for me. There Absolutely. we go. Lemons, the lemonade. So, <laughs> so nobody wanted to buy it, okay? But soon after that, and Mondo, you're right. Uh, Kristen decided to open the house for investigation and research. Exactly. Um, so since the house has been open, it's open to paranormal investigators. It was this is super cool. 
So you can go to it. Both of you could just call her up, Kristen Lee. There's a number on the website. You can actually call her and be like, hey, want to go check out your check out your house? And she'd be like, sure. I don't know if she charges you. Obviously, she should try to charge you something. Hopefully not too much. But since the house has been open to the paranormal investigators, oh boy, there have been scores of violent incidents and even alleged physical assaults that have occurred within its wall. So <clears throat> this happened to one paranormal investigator. One evening, staff member was carrying an armload of equipment down the stairs when he felt a strong tug on his clothing. Thrown off balance, he stumbled, and his arm went through the second floor window. And basically, he cut it really bad. Other times have happened is people have been tripped on the stairs. Women have been assaulted. Men have been, like I said, pushed. People have walked out with bruises up and down their body. Uh, people have, uh, one guy said he, he showed his arm and they were like bruises, like someone grabbing it really hard and there were just bruises up and down there. Uh, and again, the other thing people, this is from, again, everybody that goes in there have heard, have either seen mysterious shadows, unexplained footsteps, phantom voices, doors that open and close, strange rappings. Uh, and that's just, just some of it. So that uh, paranormal experience in the Bel Air house, uh, the investigators at the Bel Air house also said is it, it reaches to, to the buildings nearby. So people have said like paranormal investigators say uh, like they'll go and they'll do their job and then they'll go over and then like the neighbor or somebody would next will be like, hey, could you check out my building? You know, could you come mm -hmm. over here and check this out? Because we're having some weird stuff happen, too. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay. And then they go over there, and it's kind of the same thing. So one of the things is I thought was really uh, interesting, too, is all these people in the house have captured audio, video. There's a ton of, of uh, YouTube, and you don't have to look through it. Some of it's pretty cool. Some of it's not. Some of it's like, eh, okay, I'm not trying to fake that. But really, one of the biggest things, too, is it's just there's nobody has any ex explanation, right? Nobody can be like, oh, because they brought skeptics in there. They've brought you know all these people in there to explain it, and nobody can. Nobody can be like, well, it's this or it's that. So that's one of the few things that people say, and this is a quote, they're just things we can't explain. Just Nobody's been able to explain it. And then there's some things here that I'll kind of read uh, just really quickly. One of the things uh, somebody said was, we do a lot of communication sessions like you guys do, and remarkable things come out. Like, uh, you said you'll sit there and they'll use equipment and they'll always hear voices, like people talking to them uh, through various topics. Uh, also, they say when they do this uh, conversation session, everyone has like a chill down their spine. Like everyone feels like a chilling sensation after, after they have those conversations. Uh, but there's a lot of, again, like you were saying, uh, Mundo, there's cold spots, there's all those different things. So what do you guys think? You guys want to check this out sometime? Do you think you'd be interested in doing an investigation? Oh, hell yeah, I yeah. would. I think my first impression is it's if, especially now that you said the neighbors, I think a lot of it is just like the land. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of land, the, a lot of of the activity is because of the land itself. Is what I'm getting. Yeah. Now yeah. let me ask you guys this too. What do you guys tell skeptics who would come in with you and be like, "Yeah, this is you guys are making this up. You guys, this isn't real." Have you guys ever had that too? When you've maybe had a place like this where it's just been. Uh, a treasure trove, I should say, of just great experience. Um, so when we take guests to come and investigate with us, we give them equipment to use as well. Um, so oh. there's no way that, that it can be that I recorded that ahead of time because I put all my files to zero. <clears throat> um, there's no way to manipulate something that they're holding, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's something that I would tell people that do host group of guests to possibly try that. Actually, have the guests try using the equipment. Um, what do you think? Well, um, well, I think if they have their own experience coming out, like I say, at an event or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they like I say, like if I would say, like, can you say this person's name? You know. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know. I'll be like, don't tell me your name. Or like, hey, what's your name? Hey, can you say John's name for me? Can you say hi to John? I'll be like, in the re- playback and recording, hi, John. You know, they're like, obviously, I didn't pre-record that. So mm-hmm. you saw it. You're here with me. So yeah. maybe how do you explain that? Um, mm-hmm. It's So we had a, there was a group that we had one time at, <laughs> I was hosting at, um, it's called the Pineapple House. And that's also a Yesterday Village. And I was doing a portal session, which is the spirit box with a big amp, just like a speaker so you can hear it better. And some group, one it was five, let's say four groups that night. One of the groups was the group before last or, or the very last group. There was a married couple that came in and they had, I want to say two kids and maybe like a friend came, like younger kids, like teenagers or yeah. whatever. And I can tell the dad or the husband was like, you know, he's just here for a good time. He's not, you know, just yeah, checking his plate yeah. out with the family, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Apparently, a spirit who made itself attached to their, I don't know if it's, I want to say it's him because they actually named him first, um, came out in this portal session and he didn't know what was going on. Mm. And when the answers were so cryptic at first, like coming yeah. through it, like he was like, for me, because I was like, oh, who I, I, what I do. Yeah. I always have everybody introduce themselves, every group. And I say, who do you want? What spirit here wants to speak to who? Like, say the person's name. And then just, like, name that guy. Like, say it was Bill. Yeah. Like, Bill. And he was just like, the hell? Like, Bill. Like, me. Like, my name. So he didn't know what was going on. And then the the spirit was talking about, like, um, I was like, are you attached to these people? Like, are you a relative? No. It, did they do something wrong or something like why are you here with them or why you why'd you follow them and the wife was thinking she was like wait it, we, we knew it was a girl she had died she had passed and she was like wait are you from uh and she said some house some address and this house was in new york so mm-hmm. they used to live in a like a i guess like a bigger house in new york and this was it ended up being um they had like a I don't, I don't want to say not a maid, but like a helper. And that person had died. And maybe this person had, I don't know if they'd taken care of the kids or not, but she had taken, the wife had taken, and I guess him, taken some of the items. 
maybe some of her items. Maybe, oh, I, I like this thing and yeah. I'm going to yeah. keep it or whatever. Yeah. She wanted all that back. So that uh. she came through in that session to say, like, give me my shit back. <laughs> and I'll, you know, basically, and they were, they didn't know this whole time they had that attachment. Yeah, yeah. It was the nanny. It was like a nanny. Yes, thank you. That's the word I was trying to, I couldn't even think of that. Something like that. And he, they were just like blown away because that whole session became that whole block of them being there and wow. at that time in the house with me became them knowing what was going on and like finding out they had that attachment and they wanted their stuff back. And they were, oh, they were mad. We're like, yeah. you weren't even supposed to have any of that. But when yeah, the yeah. messages first started coming out, I was thinking in my head, I was like, this guy kill somebody? And it's like yeah. coming back to like bite him in the ass. Like, this is not good. <laughs> right. Even the kids were looking at me like, mm-hmm. it, they were mm-hmm. like, what is this? Like, they, they were like, what is yeah. this, dad? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, oh, uh, this is not good. This is well, kind of creepy over here. Like, what, this guy got skeletons coming out. Well, uh, awkward. Yeah, um, yeah. Very, uh, at first it was awkward, you know. And then when I found out it was that, I was like, "Ooh, thank God!" Oh, <laughs> that's, 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 that. that's going to be a weird drive home. That's what I told. <laughs> yeah, that's how we get the skeptics. Yeah, yeah. So we <laughs> get, that was a skeptic. He he didn't know what he, believed he like that. left. I was like, "Hey, if you want to talk to me after, he left." See ya. I don't blame. Yeah, him. he was like, "I'm out of here." I'm out of here. So. I could talk to you guys forever. You guys are the greatest. I love all these great stories and everything. Well, thank you. <laughs> we have fun to, doing this. To the wrap this, uh, the show up here, um, what do you guys have on the horizon? What's some cool things you have that you can share with my spooky friends out there? So every Sunday night, um, every week, every Sundays, we are hosting a live stream. And what we do is we interview people or we have episodes where we're just doing like a hangout and might say like, maybe talk about like some experiences, maybe like one topic, like shadows and dreams or like, I don't know. Some other dolls. Oh, this week. Well, tomorrow will be about a, our co-host joy. She had some, she has some haunted Victorian dolls and we're going to investigate them live. Oh, creepy. I hate dolls. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to, so we started that. And, um, so Uh. that's on, uh, you can find that on three Oh five paranormal YouTube. So our, we go on social media as, is 305 paranormal and that's instagram tiktok and youtube and we have our evidence and videos there and the lives on every sunday and next no in march we're actually going up to it's by saint augustine we're mm-hmm. going to be investigating clay county jail yeah. so we're looking oh, forward to that I'm super excited yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, be yeah. there with a good friends of ours um they're called the the black smoke paranormal steven mella um check them out as well they're amazing um and a few other teammates are we found out we're going to be going to so we just we're happy to do a road a road trip we love doing road trips yeah just to get out of here for a little bit yeah i hear you i hear it well again thank you so much you guys had some amazing stories this is a great show i'd love to have you on again if you ever want me as a guest i don't know i can come on and (laughs) comment or whatever you would want um um, we end every show two ways. We'll say hi to your ghost. So, hello, ghost. Because you never know. You might have a ghost. <laughs> and stay spooky. Thanks, guys. Love ya. You guys are great. Thank you. Bye. As the moonlight pierces through the dark, paranormal enthusiast and best friends, Farah and Courtney venture deep into the woods, armed with flashlights and a sense of adventure. 
Farah, are you sure this is a good idea? Sure, I'm sure. We're paranormal investigators. We're not scared of any ghosts. What was that? Uh, probably some animals. Oh my God. My flashlight is going out. Following the chilling sounds, the two stumble upon an abandoned and haunted building, its dark silhouette looming over them. Look, there it is. The abandoned radio station. It's supposed to be mad haunted. Let's be careful. We don't know what's inside. Wow, look at this place. A long growl is heard coming from behind the girls. They turn around slowly, and to their surprise, a zombie is standing in front of them dressed to the nines, wearing a 70s bell-bottom hot pink and purple leisure suit. Who are you pasty-looking females, and what the heck are you doing in here? Who are you calling pasty? Nice suit. Did you raid Barry Manilow's wardrobe, or did John Travolta have a yard sale? Uh, sorry about that. We didn't mean any harm. We're just curious about this place. Curious, huh? Well, come with me. I got something to show you. And as they wander deeper into the building, they uncover vintage studio equipment covered in dust and decay. Farah, you were looking for a new place to set up your podcast, right? And this is it? Whoa, whoa there, sweet cheeks. No, 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 don't worry. We'll make it worth your while. We love the strange and unexplained phenomena, true crime, macabre, and the sinister. And hey, you'd be a great touch to the show. Maybe be an announcer for us as well. Hmm, that does sound stellar. I'm in. A few minutes later, 12 seconds later, three weeks later, many months later. Okay, we're rolling. Welcome to Studio Sinister Podcast, where we explore stories that haunt us all. And then we'll go make a fresh kill to celebrate. Dawn. Uh, just kidding. Join Farah, Courtney, and Don the Zombie on the 1st, 10th, and 20th of every month for some rad, chilling stories. And if you piss your pants, that's your problem. Come embrace the haunt. See you soon, Sinister Seekers.